Welcome to Hope Church Online with Hope Church Birmingham. We are so honored that you would tune in with us for this week's audio message. And let me encourage you, if you have not made plans for Easter Sunday, make plans to join us here at Hope Church at 10 a.m. April the 9th. It's going to be an incredible day of celebration, and I believe an incredible day of life change that takes place that day. Bring a friend, bring a family member. This is a day that I believe we're going to see strongholds broken and addictions overcome in the name of Jesus. So make sure you're making plans and praying for April the 9th at 10 a.m. at Hope Church. Now let's dive into this week's message. The title of my message today is, Do You Understand? Maybe you've been asked that question before. Do you understand? When I think of this question, I'm reminded of when I was in high school, my senior year in Spanish 2. So this is not Spanish 1. We're working a little more difficult here. And I remember my teacher would come in and she would say some phrase in complete and fluent Spanish. And then she would ask the question, comprende? Or lo entiendes? Which means Do you understand? But what would happen is she would go, comprende? And we would just kind of all stare at her with blank faces. And then she would say in English, class, do you understand? And we go, oh, yes. I mean, (laughs) see. And clearly, we didn't quite understand. We may have had a basic word or two we kind of had a grasp of, but we fully didn't take in the full weight and understanding of what she had just mentioned. And today we're going to be looking at a story where Jesus, we know, you're familiar with this, washes the disciples' feet. And he's not just showing that he's our Savior, but he's also a servant. And we're going to explore the importance and the realization of who Jesus was to the disciples and who he is today. But even in this context, he asks them a question, do you understand? And you see, these are, these are what we're calling Easter people. What are Easter people? They are people who were impacted by the death and resurrection of Jesus directly. These were those people in that room. But the truth is we're Easter people today. We are impacted directly by the death and resurrection of Jesus. And so I want to dive right into our passage in John chapter 13 as we look to see, as Jesus asked the question, do you understand? Now, before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. I'm going to take a moment. Why were these people in this room with Jesus his own? Well, they were his own because he chose them. They were his own because he gave himself over to them. They were his own because the Father God gave them to him. They were his own because he would soon purchase them with his own blood. They were his own because they yielded themselves to them. And what I love is he loved them to the end. He loved them as his own, but he had not finished loving them. And when John writes this, he writes this with a perspective and appreciation of knowing what would come after this account and that he would love them to the very end, to the fullest extent, to the uttermost, Jesus loved them. And that's what we see today. Jesus has made us his own. Even as you're listening today, wherever you may be, you are his own and he has loved you to the end. Continue in verse two. During the supper, when the devil had already put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that 
the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper. He laid aside his outer garments and taking a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. You see, this was more awkward than we might think. First, because the sandals they wore and the feet they wore and walked on, they were dirty. They, they were very dirty. Second, the disciples ate a formal meal like this, probably at a table known as a triclinium, which is a low coffee table, high U-shaped, and the guests would sit kind of just around it and they would reflect, they would, the, the people who sat closest to the leader kind of reflected their status. But because the table was low, they didn't sit on chairs. They leaned on pillows. Their feet were behind them or beside them. And their unwashed feet were easily seen and perhaps <laughs> smelled. And none of the disciples are interested in washing each other's feet because they could have already done that. They would have easily gladly washed Jesus' feet. But if they would have washed each other's feet, that would have been an intolerable omission that they were inferior to the next. So they weren't, nobody's feet got washed until this moment. So Jesus, he comes to Peter in verse six, and he says to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? Jesus answered him, what I am doing, you do not understand now, but afterward, you will understand. Peter said to him, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, if I do not wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, the one who is bathed does not need to wash except for his feet, but is completely clean and you are clean, but not every one of you, for he knew who was to betray him. That's why he said, not all of you are clean. When he washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place, he said to them, do you understand what I've done to you? Do you understand? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If then your Lord and teacher have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. So that's where we're going to pause today in this passage. But so much takes place here. But before we look into that more, I want us to ask the question, who are the people represented, these Easter people? Well, we see Peter, who's having his feet washed. But we also know that Peter would deny knowing Jesus within the next 24 to 48 hours. Not once, not twice, but three times. Andrew, Peter's brother, would have been there. This is the same Andrew who would have seen Jesus walked on water. This Matthew, who's mostly taking in this entire scene with keen observation, taking notes. Judas who had seen and heard Jesus, but was still choosing to betray him. You see, all of these people, all of these disciples were Easter people because they were forever impacted by Jesus and would be forever impacted by the death and resurrection. And just like those in those room, we too are Easter people. But when Jesus poses the question, do you understand? They still in that moment were coming to grips with the fullness of what and realization of what they were seeing and what they had heard 
heard for the last three years. And I have to ask us the same question. Do we understand what comes with being Easter people? What comes with understanding that Jesus died for us? Jesus rose from the grave for us. Jesus made us his own and loves us to the very end. And what I want us to be encouraged with today is we have to overcome the tension of I don't understand. I think it's okay to not understand exactly everything about Jesus, but we should never stop pursuing a deeper relationship with him. We don't have to understand every ins and outs. We may not quite understand why of everything, but we should always be pursuing and growing. But the problem is I think sometimes we get content without walking in a desire of understanding. And when we become content without wanting more understanding, we become content and stagnant. We're a place where we're not moving forward in our relationship with him. But I'm even reminded in the Old Testament, Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Friends, we may not be able to fully grasp it on our own understanding, but we can understand when we come into relationship with Jesus. You see, as Easter people, we have opportunities to walk in understanding. We have under t- opportunities to walk in direct paths. But I think we got to come to grips with the struggle and the vulnerability. The, not the struggle of what Jesus did, but the struggle that we may have in understanding what he did. You see, Jesus did something very vulnerable and humble, but it was also very unclean. These, these disciples, their feet would have been covered most likely. And the thing is, the streets were covered in dirt. Guess what? They didn't have cars. So that means they rode animals. Guess what animals do? They poop. And guess where the poop remnants go? On the ground. Guess where they're walking in sandals or barefoot? The disciples. So these people had unclean, unwashed feet, had grime, stuff, nasty in between their toes. And Jesus says, I'm going to get in and clean this. And Peter's going, no, 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 Jesus. You're not cleaning me. But Jesus says, if you don't let me wash the most unclean parts of you, you are not being discipled. Hear me today, friends. I think what not only is Jesus showing that he's a servant, he was also showing us that if we don't allow him to get and clean out the most unclean parts of our life, the areas that we hide, the areas that we say, oh, I'm good. Don't touch that part, Jesus. It's okay, Jesus. Just leave it there. I'll deal with it on my own. I don't want you getting into that area of my life, Jesus. What happens is we're remaining to stay unclean in his presence. And Jesus is saying, I don't want you to stay unclean. Not only do I don't want you to unclean, Uh, stay unclean. I want to clean you. The most vulnerable parts of you, the parts that no one else knows about, the struggles that no one else understands, the thoughts that no one else comes to grips with. I want to clean you. But I'm afraid we have become content with the unclean. But Jesus says, understand, if you want to be clean, You're going to allow me to wash it. Just like Peter said, Lord, you wash my feet. No, 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 no. You'll never wash my feet. He said, if I do not wash you, you have no share with me. And what I want us to understand today, if we do not allow Jesus to clean us, us Easter people, we will be 
not only just a broken people, would be a limited people. I believe, as we reference, Judas did not allow Jesus to completely clean him. And as a result, he had given his heart over to the Lord and he would betray Jesus. Friends, let's not be people who betray Jesus. Let's not be people who do that. But instead, let's understand that God wants to clean every part of our life. He wants to change us from the inside out. He wants to mold you and make you new. But it requires being being vulnerable with Jesus and letting him change you. So today, I want us to walk in that understanding that we can experience not just the freedom of Jesus, but the cleansing person of Jesus. And as we understand that, I believe we're going to walk in a fuller fuller potential and purpose, which is what we want. So two things. Here's how I believe we can walk in understanding. One, remember. Remember who Jesus has been to you. You see, we need to be reminded that Jesus died on the cross for our sins and rose again, giving us new life. And so I have to ask you today a simple question. What has Jesus done for you? Who has Jesus been to you in your life? What is your testimony? <laughs> you see, when we, when we remember and dwell upon who he is, what he's done, I'm reminded what he's done can be done again and greater things are to come. But I have to dwell and go, who is Jesus? You see, in that moment when Jesus said, do you understand? I think it was kind of the culminating. Do you understand why I walked on water? Do you understand why I showed you I could calm the storms? Do you understand when I could feed the 5,000 with two loaves and some fish? Do you do understand why I healed the woman who had the issue of bleeding? Do you understand why I healed the blind? Do you understand why I gave the Sermon on the Mount? Do you understand why I taught you how to pray? Jesus saying, do you understand? Do you remember what I've done? Because when you remember who I was, you become to understand who I am today. And so that's what I want us to understand today as we're coming to grips with this. Remember what Jesus has done. And when I remember what he's done, I can understand what he can do tomorrow. Remembering what he's done on the cross and in our life is key to unlocking the door of living a life with purpose and fulfillment and freedom and being cleaned by a humble servant. Not only do we need to remember, we need to realize who Jesus is today. So Jesus is not just a historical figure. He's not just somebody who did this 2,000 years ago. He is alive and active in our lives today. And if I asked you what Jesus has done for you lately, what would you be able to say? Well, if I asked you, have you been hearing Jesus speak in your life? What has he been speaking to you? Would you have an answer? Have you been in his word? People who go, I haven't heard Jesus speak to me in a while. Have you spent time in his word? Charles Spurgeon said, nobody ever outgrows scripture. The book widens and deepens within our years. So we got to fall in love with his word. As we fall in love with his word, we'll become to grips with the realization of who he is and what he's doing. Jesus is not a thing of the past. He's present in our life today, ready to work miracles. So we've got to walk in this realization of, of what Jesus can do. And when we realize who Jesus is and what he can do for us, we'll have faith, I believe, to see the same miracles we saw yesterday, today, and tomorrow. This is a, an incredible passage of scripture in John 13. And I encourage you to read it back after you listen to this message. But uh, one, one scholar said there's, 
There's nowhere else that his speech is so simple yet so deep. Nowhere else have we the heart of God so unveiled to us. The immortal words which Christ spoke in that upper chamber are his highest self-revelation in speech, even as the cross to which they lead up his most perfect self-revelation and act. You see, walking in this realization and the weight and the beauty of this is fulfilling and it's purposeful in life. Let's continue to pursue a deeper relationship. Let's continue to remember and realize. I, I, I want to tell you, if I, if I took my son Judah, who just turned six, to the doctor, and he gets a shot in the arm and it really hurts, he doesn't quite understand that that shot is to help him get better. All he knows is that shot hurt and daddy just let him stand there and get shot. <laughs> Doesn't dad know how bad that shot hurts? Was he unable to stop the nurse from giving him the shot? <laughs> so, so he gets all of his friends together and he tells them how painful that shot was and how powerful, powerless his dad was from stopping it happening. Is any of that true? Does his dad know how painful the shot is? Yes, of course, he's had many. I've had shots. Was his dad powerless to stop the shot? No, his dad brought him in for the shot and he could have stepped in at any time. Does his dad care? Very much. He sees his son, my son, suffer. But he knows it's for the child's best. What's the issue in this situation? Is it the dad or the child's understanding is limited? You see, as a child of God, my understanding is limited as much as a six-year-old's understanding is limited in comparison to mine. So my understanding is limited in comparison to God. So I think under, having that in this, this, this sermon, in this message, we got to hear this. When Jesus said, do you understand? He realized that, that much like uh, me taking my son to the doctor, it was a limited understanding. But he also realized that it was time that they begin to push a little further in their understanding. It was time for them to say, hey, he was not just stay and go, oh, Jesus said, did something cool. We'll talk about this later. We'll regroup, debrief. No, he was saying, do you understand today? I want to clean every part of you. And not only that, I will humble myself and do this. And as I humble myself, you must humble yourself before me to allow me to do this. And as you allow me to do this, then you, in return, humble yourself before others. And when we do this, we walk in life change. We walk in love as being made his own. And we walk in freedom. And that's my encouragement today. As we lead into Easter, I want you to walk in freedom. But I also want you to walk in understanding that Jesus loved you and he still loves you and he has a plan for you. And as you have that understanding, I believe we're to take it and begin to show people the one who can clean their most unclean parts and bring freedom into their life. And as they do that, friends, they will find hope. Can I pray with you today? God, I pray that no matter what we're walking in, those who are listening in this moment, Lord, that they will lean into you. Let them not lean on their own understanding, but as they trust you, that you will make their path straight, that you'll make it clear that you have a plan and a path before them. God, I pray that as they lean into you, Lord, that they will know who your son Jesus is, that they will remember what he's done, but realize who he is today. They'll fall in love with your word more and more. Not only as they fall in love with your scripture, God, God, I pray that they will 
be vulnerable with you and allow you to clean even the most unclean parts. And we'll be like Peter and say, God, clean every part of me, God, my head to my toes so that I can be made clean. Lord, that's what we ask for today, that you will make us clean in your presence. And as we do so, that we'll be Easter people, forever people who are impacted by your word and the death and your resurrection. And as we do so, we'll bring that power and that light to all we come in contact with. In your name we pray, amen. Well, friends, thanks for tuning in for this week's audio message. I hope you were encouraged that you are an Easter people. Let's choose to walk in understanding today. And as we do so, I believe we're going to change the world. Hey, if you have not uh, connected with us, connect with us. Or if you're on Facebook, follow us and hit that you're going to go to our Easter service. If you made plans, go ahead and say, I'm going or I'm interested. And feel free to invite and share that with some people. You never know who's waiting for an invitation because as we say, every salvation begins with an invitation. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week.